Welcome back to the Most Podcast bonus episode. I'm Smith. I'm Seth. I'm Marcus. And I'm Ben. And we have a guest. (laughs) Ben. He is the guy you know from the end of all our episodes and the beginning because he makes our theme song. That's right. Yes. Hello, everybody. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you guys know this, but we live in a society. Yes, <laughs> we do, and the gamers Whoa. will rise up. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, we do. I, I, do they ever actually say that in this movie? I don't think they did. I don't. They don't that say we live in a society, but Joker does mention the word society a couple of times. Oh God! I thought they replaced it with system. Jeez. Um. So. <laughs> No, there's one specific time where he says it, and when he did, I was like, oh, there it is. All right, we got it. It was, it was the most off-putting part of the movie, because then he pulled down his pants and jerked off into the camera. And I was like, this is very off-putting. I, I think you saw the wrong Joker, just, you know, yeah. just put that out there. Oh, yeah. No, I think you saw a better Joker. Yeah, all, mine was really good. He saw we called Jerker. It was different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was Jerker, and it starred... Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Yes, that's what it's it was. It's like one of those uh, Atlantic Rim style ripoffs. They trick yeah. you with it. Exactly. <laughs> it's an asylum movie. And it also had uh, Jizzy Skeets in it. She had a weird role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So this is the most dangerous movie in America. Would you agree? Yeah, I was scared the entire time. I was looking at my designated exits at all points of the movie. I barely looked at the screen. Yeah. Oh, I had my yeah. eyes glued on those exits. Yeah, I stubbed my toe on the way into the theater, and I was like, it can only go up from here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, my experience was I went to the theater, and I went to the wrong theater. And I, oh, good job. I was like, man, a lot of folks are buying tickets in this movie, but there's no one in here. Yeah. And then like a minute before it started, I was like, I'm in the wrong fucking theater, aren't I? Yeah, what, what did you <laughs> accidentally see? A, a, abominable... <laughs> Nothing was showing. That's the thing that was crazy. There was no previews. There was no, like, you know how in the movie theaters, like, a pre-run up to the previews? Yeah. None of that was happening. So I was like, something weird going on. You mean, on. like, front and center <laughs> screen vision? Oh, God, yeah. With Bradford or, fucking Howe. Or Nuvi. Do you guys have Nuvi? Oh, God. Nuvi. I haven't seen Nuvi. Oh, wow. Nuvi is, because you guys go to AMC as well. I go to AMC, and it's always Nuvi now. With mm. Maria Menounos. I see her every now and again, but I didn't know it was called Nuvi. I yeah, thought it was just uh, front and center stuff. And she always says, time to find out what's movie in entertainment. And then I pull out a uh. gun and shoot myself in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Much like the main character's film. Yes. Um, Nuvie, by the way, sounds like a, a feminine medical device of some sort. Something that gets inserted somewhere yeah. or implanted and uh, not like a part of the movie experience. Do y'all have those yeah. AR games? Oh, yeah, they're like, yes. point your phone oh. at the screen and look like a fucking idiot for 20 minutes. Because <laughs> you're the only one who's yeah. doing it. Also, you know, yeah, it's, I just want to see a movie. Yeah. That's what I came here for. <laughs> so, I don't want to do any costume contests. I don't want to play any trivia. I just want to watch the damn movie. I do like the trivia stuff because I like flexing on people behind me when I'm alone in a theater. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's actually a Timothy Chalamet and Call Me By Your Name. And they're like... They're, like, talking about, you know, having sex or whatever. (laughs) 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 Talking about a movie where a guy fucks a peach. Um, But, yeah. So, what are we... Joker. Joker Mm -hmm. is the most dangerous movie in America. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's pretty good. I'm going to go ahead and start off with that. 
I like this movie. Marcus, were you radicalized by Joker? Um, no, but honestly, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure at this point I'm, I'm already semi-radicalized. Yeah, the viewers can't see that, or the listeners can't see this, but Marcus is already in full Joker outfit. Oh, yeah. Bandolier, <laughs> <laughs> Joker mask. Yeah. Mm, lovely. I was suit. more yeah. like a black block Antifa r- r- rolling deep right now, like a bandana across his face. You got a cap on, big old uh, aviator sunglasses. He's oh, got a, I do a, like that look better. Yeah. He's got a Molotov cocktail already lit in his room <laughs> sitting next to him. <laughs> yeah, so we got to hurry this podcast up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Revolution, baby. Come yeah. on. Because uh, <laughs> Marcus didn't put it out. So we're, uh, <laughs> we're on a timeline here. Um, this is a movie that is um, sadly directed by Todd Phillips. And it is about the very famous. Batman villain, the Joker, mm-hmm. or a man who inspired the Joker, possibly um, because that's not clearly answered in the movie. Although I think it is clearly answered because if Joker is gonna fight Batman when he becomes Batman, that means Joker will be like seventy fucking years old. <laughs> uh, so I think this is not the Joker from the Batman comics. Yeah, it's it's a little bit questionable. It's kind of like the show Gotham. They have a guy who's the Joker, but not actually the Joker, because he's like 20 years too early to be the Joker. So it's like, oh, he inspired the Joker. So it's, yeah. this seems like a pretty common thing they're trying to do now, no. where you can't have Batman in the movie for some reason, but you want to have one of his villains. And so you're just like, oh, Batman was a baby. So that's <laughs> yeah. how it goes. Yeah. yeah, the weird thing about that show was, it was like, no, this man that is clearly the Joker, he's not the Joker. His brother is the Joker. He sprayed him with some green mist when he died, and now he's the Joker now. I'm like, you can't do that shit. <laughs> yeah, the show rules though. Yeah. The show is yeah, actually kind of does. Good. Yeah, it's it's okay. Um, so, so this yeah. is about a man named Arthur Fleck, who yes. is uh, mentally ill in some way. Uh, movie says, anyways, and he has a pretty shitty life. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a clown for hire for parties and going out of business events to spin signs and stuff. And he has a disease, I guess, um, as the movie describes it, where he laughs maniacally in situations where, you know, most people would not laugh because it's just this weird reaction he has to stuff. And he lives with his mom in this rundown apartment. He makes basically no money. And he's a very, he's a loner and he wants to be a stand-up comedian, even though, as his mom very brutally puts it, don't you gotta be funny to be a comedian? (laughs) Mm. Um, sick burn from mom in this movie she really really (laughs) goes for it while he's bathing her by the way yeah he's doing her (laughs) one of the biggest favors a person can do for another person and she's like you aren't gonna be able to do anything talk about tough love yeah (laughs) also apparently his laughter people are saying that is a form of Tourettism which is like you think of Tourette's being like a guy who just like says you know weird shit constantly yeah. Apparently there's different versions, and laughter is a, a version of that. So they're saying okay. that's what it is. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, Arthur's got a shit life. And... Uh, we, when we first see him, he's... Well, when we first see him, but like... The first thing that really happens to him in the movie is he's spinning a sign for a going out of like a business sale for an electronic store. And we've all seen the trailers, right? Where he gets the sign stolen, and he chases after the kids. And they beat him up uh, in the street. And then it just is like, kick him in the balls, and it's like, Joker. And yeah. The thing here is people. But listen, before we came, before we came out, there was a lot of effort 
to try and ascribe certain characteristics to it for anyone seen one frame of this fucking film. Very true. And they try to say that those kids were a representation of, of the Central Park Five. Really? That was a, that was a thing. They were like, "Don't go see Joker. It's like racist." Interesting, because these kids play such a big role in the movie. I mean, I can't, <laughs> I can't really see. Um, but you, you guys got to think. It was kind of funny watching him get beat up, right? Wouldn't it? I mean, he is yeah. a clown. He's a clown. He's gonna beat up a bunch of kids. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Clown is literally <laughs> a step up from mime. So exactly. Yeah, and isn't Wait, that is it most, a step up uh, or a step down? Up. Oh God! Yeah, because you can you can talk and stuff still, and you can fuck. I guess moms can't fuck. Right? Don't moms they, follow my like, priest rule? I'm about to say this monastic order of mimery. Yeah, they can, but quietly. Yeah, <laughs> they can only, they can pretend to fuck all they want. That's not against the rules. Yeah, yeah. I'm imagining a mime pretending to come. Yeah, moms aren't allowed to actually do stuff. They can pretend to do anything, but once they actually do stuff, they get in trouble. Right. Exactly. Uh, but listen, anytime a grown man gets beaten up by children, it's going to be funny. That's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Okay. It's almost but you do feel bad for juxtaposition in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. One thing they don't tell you, though, the kid that kicked him in the dick, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, we'll talk about Bruce Wayne. Yeah. We, we got some stuff to say. Um, so, yeah, he gets the shit kicked out of him by a bunch of little kids. Hilarious. Everyone in the theater uproariously laughing. Um, and then, where do we go from there? In the very beginning of the movie, do we go? I was gonna his... say, I felt bad. I laughed a lot during this movie, and nobody <laughs> else in the theater was laughing, and I felt like I was an insane person. You laughed a lot. I mean... You need to be escorted out. I laughed. Right. A, I laughed at the beating up scene. I laughed at the guys on the train scene. When he, especially when he, when he spoilers and executed that third dude, I was laughing my ass off, and people were like <laughs> looking at me. Okay, like, I'm gonna be honest. I only laughed one time during this movie. Oh man! And we will get to we'll get to it in a minute. It's the best joke in the whole movie, but we'll get to it. Why is no one laughing with me? I'm sane. You are the ones who are clowns. (laughs) (laughs) A line from this movie. Um. So yeah. Uh, Go ahead. I was like, after that, he goes back to his job, and uh, no, actually, think after that, we see him at a social worker, right, talking to her about his shitty life yeah and he's like hey my life's shit and she's like well why don't you you know try this and medication this and he's like okay whatever and he's sad the whole time yeah he's a big sad guy the movie is just very sad really i thought it was very funny and then it, you you did you, <laughs> i mean there are news reports people who got like taken out of the theater for like cheering and stuff i think you might have needed to be escorted out right? i mean i'm this is scaring me right now okay but then we, not we to see mention his, the, uh, go ahead i was just gonna say not to mention that the imdb does not say comedy at all <laughs> <laughs> It's a black comedy, not a Tyler Perry kind. I was like, oh, oh, come on, don't, don't take my joke. Come on. Wow, well, guys, okay. it was fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, then we see him with his, cutting it up with the buddies at the clown factory. Oh, God. Um, and then the, the guy from Barry walks in, and he's like, hey, you need a gun. He's like, eh, okay, maybe. He's like, hey, here's a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Take this. You need it. 
my thing is, why does he have a gun and bullets already pre-wrapped up in a fucking paper bag? Yeah. He's is ready the, to give them away. Is the serial number already <laughs> scraped off? Like, what is this? But he has he has two coworkers that are very important. He has the big guy from True Detective. And he has uh, a little person as his co-worker. Yeah, they're a real, uh, real pair. The little person, of course, becomes a butt of a joke with a big guy. And then uh, Arthur goes to talk to his boss, who's like, his boss? His boss, for some reason, will not believe him that he that the sign was taken away from him. And is like, you stole it. And he's like, why would I steal it? And his yeah. boss does not have a good ex- explanation for that. It's a great comeback as, why would I steal that? And the boss is like, nah, I don't know. You're weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally a sign that just I believe said like going out of business or something like that like what would yeah. you ever do with it yeah it can't be in that. case he goes out of business again he's gonna need that sign there we go yeah. and he works like, for like a clown store or something right like yeah. a rental place for clowns yeah 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 you go in you pick out what clown you want you put them under your <laughs> arm and you take them out yeah um <laughs> but yeah they do all kinds of stuff um like uh children's hospitals which we're gonna see in a little bit Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is where we get our first. He, uh, we get our first peek into uh, Arthur's home life. Um, he goes home. He goes on an elevator where he is. He, um, Zazie beats. Uh, what was her character's name? Sophie. Sophie. She is in the elevator with her child, and she's like, "It's crazy out there." And then he weirdly just says nothing and stares at her. Um, and then she walks out, and then he goes and he talks to his mom. And well, she mom, does. She does the, the she mimes shooting herself in the head. Ooh, oh, mimes, yeah, mimering. Yes. And then later, like a fucking freak in the hallway, he's like, "Hey!" And then he does like a very over the top version of shooting yourself in the head with a fake gun thing. Yeah, he did a. He, he, yeah, he did a real uh, big suicide impression. Right of her kid. Yeah, and she was kind of like, uh, "Okay." And walked away. <laughs> right. She should have had him committed at that moment. It's like, okay, there's something <laughs> clearly wrong with you. Why did you just do that to me? You don't even know me. Yeah. Um, and then we go see his mom. And his mom is played incredibly by Frances Conroy, who's an incredible actress. Mm-hmm. And his mom's fucking obsessed with Thomas Wayne. Mm-hmm. She's like, I just work for Thomas Wayne, and he takes care of people. Like, we make no money. If if we all we all we have to do is talk to him, and he will fix our lives. This this is a good this this is a good man. We we love Thomas Wayne, um. So we should message him. And then it's Joker or sorry Arthur is like, uh, that's not fucking true, you old ass bitch. Like, calm the fuck down. <laughs> this none of that. He's no way he's gonna help us. You idiot. And it's one of the only times in the movie where I'm like, yeah, J- Joker is completely correct on this. <laughs> this is obviously not going to work. Maybe this guy has a point. Yeah. And... and then that night, they sit down together. He gets into the bed with his mom, which, I mean, whatever, sure, gotcha, uh, to watch the Murray Franklin show where we first see Robert De Niro. Yeah, Robert De Niro, a young upstart um, actor who's you know, getting, getting started in Hollywood. Um <laughs> And yeah, he's like a classic late night show. He's like Johnny Carson. Uh, late night goes on, does a monologue, says, "Hey, look at this thing! Isn't it funny? Ha ha!" And then they play a little beat, and then his band is like, "You're funny, Jay." His name's not, <laughs> his name's not Jay. Um, ha ha! Hey, and uh, I w- dude, I-, I wish I could learn how to play like a guitar just well enough to be a house band for a late night talk show. I could cut it up so well. Like, Coden, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dude, God, you're coded. Um, be set for life. Yeah, it'd be so easy. Um, but yeah, so he's doing that, and then he has this vivid, I guess, dream, daydream, whatever you want to call it, where he's on the Murray Franklin show. He's a guest, or he's on, he's in the crowd, and he says, "I love you, Murray." And for some reason, he's like, "Oh, let's talk to this guy." <laughs> and then he tells him all about his life and how he lives with his mom and how she says he was here to bring joy to the world, which is a lie he keeps telling the whole movie. That his mm-hmm. mom's like, you're supposed to bring joy and laughter to this world. And then he invites this guy down and hugs him. And that's when you realize, I mean, you realize the whole time it's a daydream, but that's when like you pop back into reality. Oop, back to reality. Oop, there goes gravity. Um, and you go well, back he hugs to- him and he tells him, I wish I had a son like you. Yeah, he's like, I wish you were my yeah. son, you 40-year-old man. <laughs> um, you fucking, ske- basically a skeleton walking around yeah. in this film. I mean, I know it's a daydream, oh. but get a grip, my man. Yeah, I can't lie. I've had daydreams like that involving Conan, so I kind of, I kind of relate to uh, Arthur here a little you, bit. You've had daydreams where Conan says, "I wish you were my son." Yes, there's wow. nothing I want more than for Conan to be my father. Okay, Ben, can you take your headphones off real quick? Okay, yep. Okay, guys, do you think Ben is Joker? <laughs> I mean, give him some time. This sounds like Ben is kind of Joker. I mean, if we start if it was house like white grease paint, we got a problem. Yeah, that's true. Can okay. I come back now? Um, yeah, Ben, you can come back. All right, awesome, great. Um, but yeah, so he has this J dream, and it, because of his wanting to be a stand-up comedian, you can kind of tell that you know this is his dream. He wants to be on one of these shows. He wants to be in front of the lights, and he wants to make people laugh, um, which is where he goes with his stand-up career. So we see this. Obviously, it's sad, pathetic, and he's a loser. Um, and after this, do we go back to the clown shop? I think the next big event is um, he is like he goes to, he goes to the children's hospital. And he's doing a dance, and the gun falls out of his pocket. Yeah, and they're all like, "Uh, what the fuck?" All right, at the children's hospital. <laughs> yes, very specifically well, for children. Think about it though; he got beaten up by children. Yeah, <laughs> payback time. Probably not. Probably not these kinds of kids. I mean, you don't know these kids could have to talk to him. Yeah, that's but true. I, I'm gonna be honest here. I laugh with the gun fell out of his pocket, and I thought personally he did a great job on that save. <laughs> okay, personally, you did a great job of proving you're an insane person. Because I, listen, I thought him picking up the gun and being like, shh, like acting like it was a joke. I mean, hey, that's not the worst thing you could have done. Yeah. So <laughs> like, what? What? What else? What else could you have done in that scenario? <laughs> Accidentally shot a child. <laughs> the absolute worst. <laughs> The absolute worst case scenario. I'll admit that was one of my chuckles of the movie. I only had one big laugh. That was I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, it's a bunch of cancer kids, and they're like, you know, there's a gun there, and it's like, this is not good. Um, and he tries to cover up for it, and uh, I agree, it's probably the best he could have done. But just the fact that it happened just is bad. Is it bad and, that I would have bought that cover story? By the way, uh, yeah, you're a dumb person. If I, I mean, you were in the hospital, I would have been like, oh, the gun's part of the act. Okay, yeah, cool. you're not smart, yeah, though. That's the problem. I'm just saying, <laughs> that sounds reasonable. That Again, yeah. I found it funny. I probably find you it funny probably, in real life, too. You probably have your finger in your butt while he was doing it. <laughs> and just forget what's happening in front of you. <laughs> just digging turds it's out of there, man. Uh, <laughs> the kids aren't looking. I can do it right now. This is a good time. No, you're one of the kids. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. The kids were having a good time. I'm just saying. They were. Um, he, he was fired with our cause. 
Um, That's true. Well, <laughs> okay, let's not say that. But yeah, <laughs> then he loses his job, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the fucking the big the big guy's like, oh, it sucks, man. I can't believe this happened to you." And he's fucking throwing his shit in his bag like I'm so fucking angry. Oh, and the big then, guy lied, by the way, and said that Arthur bought the gun from him last week. He threw one to the bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because no, because Arthur tells on him. Arthur yeah, yeah, is yeah. like, "Oh, it's fucking, it's his gun." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh no, you you owe me the money for it," which he kind of said at the beginning of the movie, but he never asked for the gun in the first place. Right. Um, and so then he does his um, little laughing routine, and then it th- pretty much a pretty big feat of strength. Punches a punch in. Oh, he punches a punch in clock. Okay. Off All of right. the wall. Mm-hmm. He doesn't punch also, up or down. He punches in. I get it. Also, um, big laugh for me on that. What when he when he when he punched the thing off the wall? Yeah. Oh my god! You are... like, I, forgot, I forgot to punch okay. out. Hey, hey! Can you, yeah. can you take your headphones off real quick? Yeah. Okay. Okay, guys. Do you think Smith is Joker? I mean, possibly. possibly. It is. It is possible. I don't. I, know. I believe Smith is Joker more than I believe Ben is Joker. Don't yeah. Say, wait, same here, guys. Hey, oh. Marcus. He's oh, on sorry. the headphone. My, okay. Uh, you can come can back. I come no. back. What's happening? Yeah, you come back. You can come back. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had. It was a sound check thing. Um, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, but don't edit it out. Um, <laughs> Marcus, are your headphones plugged all the way in? Of course they are. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. All right. So yeah, then he punches the clock off, and it's uh pretty fucking weird that person did that. Uh-huh. And this is where is this where the the stuff happens? On the train. Yeah. Yeah. He gets on the train, and hold on, I want to hear Marcus's take on what happens on the train. I do want to hear this, Mar- oh. Marky Barky. Tell us. Okay, so um, our our boy Arthur is on the train. He's had a real shit day, headed home, and um, this woman on the train is being harassed by three dudes. He's throwing French fries at her. He's like, "Oh, He's... you should try these fries." He's <laughs> like, "Well, you don't want any. They're really good." Well, now they're on the fucking floor of the subway. What do you you want me to yeah. eat these still? Now they taste like piss, you idiot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so the woman looks over at Arthur. Arthur's just like, um, huh? <laughs> Clueless, and he starts one of his like laughing fits. He starts his laughing. So that that adequately creeps out the woman, and she's like, "All right, I'm out of here." <laughs> And the three dudes are, are pissed that Arthur has scared off their... And to, to describe these dudes real quick, they're like straight-laced, business-looking guys. Like, w- Wall Street kind of guys. Like, But younger. They're not like big wigs. They're like the guys who are like really snot-nosed, getting into the business, basically. Yeah, yeah. Climbing the ladder. Yeah. So, you know, now that there's no one for them to take their frustrations out on, uh, one of the dudes starts with... That old song. How how does that song go, guys? Uh, Ben, you got this. Uh, send in the clown, something like that. I I, I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it's like send in the clown. I just want to oh, say yeah. real quick. This is the one part of the movie I could not handle because you are you really? Do you really expect me to believe that three finance bros who are assumedly straight are off book on a Sondheim second yeah. fucking verse? <laughs> they know all the lyrics. All three of them? Like really? If they know like send in the clown, that would be like, okay, I get it. They knew every word. Immersion lost. <laughs> I was like, come on. <laughs> but please, Marcus, what happens next? 
All right, so after they get their song routine going, um, um, they just start beating up our boy, Arthur. It's like, oh, oh, all right. So they've got him on the glory, give him a good stomping, stomping. Yeah, they start passing his bag around. Yep, and that's when Arthur's like, I still have this gun, don't yeah. I? Bop! <laughs> just he headshots. What do immediately? <laughs> Uh, double taps the second guy and pops the third dude in the leg and he's just like woo woo <laughs> woo and the scene is shot in a very cool way where you know you're on a subway so you're seeing every like second or two um, uh, because yeah, of the, the because of the light out. tunnels and everything and it was it was pretty it was actually pretty cool it was very disorienting and, and like when the first shot went off I was like legitimately shocked I didn't know if the gun was going to come out just then mm-hmm. right it was woo Big laugh. Uh, first taste of blood. Mm. Very funny. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, yeah. But then, but he, then he hunts down the third guy, by the way. It's not a total... It, it crosses a line at some point from self-defense into murder. Yeah. Getting away with a crime in Gotham in the 70s seems very easy. Yeah. I mean... He shot three guys in public transportation. I'm sure, I'm sure a couple of people saw him. Yeah. Well, they did because the, the, the clown becomes the symbol of the city's unrest. We should have mentioned, by the way, at the beginning that the city is currently in a real bad place because the, the garbage workers are on strike, sanitation workers are on strike, and garbage is piling up in the streets and everyone is pissed about it. Yes. Yeah, they even bring in, they even bring up the fact that a new breed of rats are starting to show themselves called yeah. super rats. Super rats. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, you upset. see some in the movie. If you look closely, there's some in the backgrounds of scenes. Yeah, they have capes on and everything. Yes. Um, they're, they're crazy. There's one very specific scene we're going to get to at the end of the movie. Um, but yes, we chase it down and he murders. He caps all three of these fools. And uh, turns out they all worked for whom? Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne. Famously, dead man who is uh, Bruce Wayne's father when he was alive. And rich as fuck. Very rich, you know. The, pretty much the definition of just rich people. I mean, you've seen the Batman movies, Bruce Wayne, the, the Wayne Industries, they're, they're, they're rich as shit. And he's currently running for mayor. Because as we all know, when business people run for political office, it always goes perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he's like, he has all these dumb platforms, which is one of the great things about that we can talk about on this podcast is one of his platforms is like, oh, all these poor people are like protesting against me and they don't want me to get office but what he doesn't understand is i'm gonna pull them out of poverty i'm gonna make their lives better all they have to do is let me get in office mm-hmm. and which you know once again so um, so often happens and works perfectly um and he so, calls yeah. them clowns he does he calls them clowns which is kind of where they get their their monikers from and um he basically he's basically you know one of those reagan guys you know, in this fictional world, he's, you know, a guy who in our world would love the Ronald Reagan politics of stuff. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. one thing, even though as I said at the beginning of this, this review is that the biggest problem with this movie is that it was directed by Todd Phillips. Um, but this is the one, one of the things they do very well as far as the message of this movie and maybe some of the political undertones is they don't make Thomas Wayne the good guy. Thomas Wayne is markedly the bad guy of this movie. He is he is an asshole. He treats people like shit, and he calls people clowns who because they're they're trying to voice their opinion, and you know they're disadvantaged in life. And he yeah. he's not painted in a positive light. And I like that. 
yeah, he's definitely the antagonist of the story. Yeah, there's there's no attempt to redeem him at this. Um, and then, uh, by the way, to make things worse for Arthur, uh, the de- like demonstrations are starting. People are putting on clown masks. But this is when he goes back to see the social worker the second time in the movie. And she tells him that uh, funding has been cut and he will no longer be able to see her. But <clears throat> the best part of this scene to me is when she says they don't give a shit about you and they don't give a shit about me either. Yeah. Because really it proves true. that people are like, you know, the, the, if you're not at the top, if you're if you're where they are in life, it doesn't matter who you are. You're disadvantaged and you're going to be disadvantaged. Mm-hmm. But it was a very clear, it wasn't a thing where like you would think normally that like that the movie would try and be like, well, Arthur is mentally, you know, ill and this woman, she's professional or whatever. So they're different. It's like, no, it's a class thing. It's it's rich versus poor, and yeah. she just underlines that for you. Because this movie is about as subtle as getting hit in the nuts with a fucking baseball bat, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and like I said, the, the thing about this movie is I just it, it could have gone farther. It could have really expanded on some of these things, um, but the Todd Phillips of it all kind of held it back. Um, but I'm going really hard on Todd Phillips because he's a fucking idiot, so whatever. Um, uh, I have a quick question here. Ben... Uh-huh. How does Arthur's comedy show go? Uh, not very well. Well, wait a minute. We're forgetting something before the comedy show. Oh, what happened? The, the um, Sophie's character. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, he stalks her, doesn't he? Yeah, so he stalks Sazzy beats his character, Sophie. Um, and then later that night, after he stalked her, she comes to his door, and she's like, oh, were you the one stalking me? And he was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> and Smith <laughs> laughed a hundred times because he thought it was very funny. And, I was very what are you talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, so whatever. And then she was like, oh, cool. I just wanted to make sure. Good night. And just walks away. And like, in almost like a little flirtatious way. And I'm like, what the fuck is up with this? This is awful. He does invite her to his comedy show, though. And yeah, he invites her to his comedy show. And then she's there when he's performing. So Ben, as a person who is been on the who's not no no stranger to the stage tell us how it went uh not very good um well he he gets up on he gets up on the stage he has his whole notebook that's another really important uh part about his character he has a whole notebook with little uh one-liners and scribes and things that he writes down and he writes down stuff like i'm gonna kill people like it's just (laughs) straight up like some really like disturbed shit Basically, and also there's and he also tapes uh, pictures of naked women in there. Yeah. So he's up on stage fumbling through his notebook, and you just see and you're seeing uh, like titties pop out. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that I thought that was pretty funny. But yeah. he gets he gets on stage, and he he can't even get through his first joke because his, his his laughing fit picks back up, and you hear just a bunch of people kind of awkwardly laughing at him. But even before then. Even before he got on stage, he was just in the crowd, sitting there watching. And what was really cool about this scene, and just kind of really showed what kind of character this is, and how out of tune with society he is, is he's laughing, but at the completely wrong beats. He, everyone else laughs, then he laughs like two lines uh, later. Yeah, he laughs I, during the stuff like, oh, so I was talking to my friend the other day, and he's like, ha ha, somebody has friends. Ha ha ha. But yeah, he gets on stage, he can barely get his first joke out because he's laughing so much. But then eventually he finally gets through it, and when he starts telling his bits, the stuff we do here only gets like faint sympathy laughs, and the rest of it is just kind of drowned it out by, uh, by Sophie's music. Sophie's laughing, though. Oh yeah, of course Sophie's she's laughing. a good laugh. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, we start man. worrying about her at that moment. I did like how he, he, one of the things he wrote down when he was watching the other guy do comedy was, sex jokes always work. (laughs) (laughs) Just underline that. He did. I mean, that's true. I mean, I'm going to be honest. One of the comedians who told the joke about, like, how, like, the difference between men and women having sex and, like, how it's, like, driving, I was like, this is Mm -hmm. pretty funny. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, this this guy's pretty good. What would have really made the scene for me is if the comedian performing on stage was Bill Burr. That would have just totally made the scene for me, honestly. Yeah, that would be good. Because he has red mm-hmm. hair. And that's already yeah. funny. Yeah. Like, Bill Burr gets on stage, I just start laughing. Because I'm like, this guy has red hair. What the hell? <laughs> Wait. Oh, hold All on. right, hold on. <laughs> um, so, uh, next. After that, um, Arthur go- Arthur sees Murray Franklin... The next big beat, anyways. Well, Arthur does, after this, just a, a little bit of, uh, more into Zazie's character. They kind of go on a little stroll about. Um, and, you know, they have like they go to like a donut shop, and they, they read some news, and he sees all this Joker stuff, and she's like, oh, that's crazy. And then they, they walk away. So just, they oh. have a little, they have like a little date, kind of. She does actually say, like, fuck those rich dudes. Yeah, she does. She says, fuck those rich oh. assholes. Um, and yeah, so they have like a mini date. Yeah. And then he sees Murray Franklin play clips from the comedy show on TV to make fun of him and does not like that. Um, I believe this is also around the same time where he finds he, he finally reads one of his mom's letters to Thomas Wayne. And what does he find out, Marcus? Yeah. So wait a minute. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so <laughs> he's reading one of these letters that his mother has been writing to Thomas Wayne constantly. And this one basically reads, um, we're broke, we need help, um, it's about <clears throat> our son. <laughs> Whoa! And this so, is where my brain's firing off. I'm like, wait a minute, Arthur mm-hmm. is a boy, which would make him a son. <laughs> of somebody. And if she's worried about a boy who is a son of Thomas Wayne... Does that mean Arthur could be Thomas Wayne's son? I'm fucking freaking out in the theater. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm crying at this point. I, I yeah. lost my shit. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Because so, first first off, uh, this character could not be more than, I mean, could not be less than 40 years old, which means Thomas May- Wayne must have had him when he was like eight. No, no. He's like 60 <laughs> in this this movie. It makes sense. Like 2018. Oh, yeah. He does look older. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the, the guy who plays Thomas Wayne was born in 56, oh, so that makes him, okay. like, 61 in real life, or si- something like that, 63 in real life. It can, uh, it'll be a yeah. young baby, 74 uh, for Joaquin Phoenix, so... Yeah. Uh, yes, I'm just really bad at judging age by Wait, their Wait, Joaquin Phoenix is 74 years old? Sorry, he was born <laughs> at 74. <laughs> Holy shit. I thought it was a goddamn he really good. He looks now he's great. Looks fantastic. Holy yeah, shit. It says here, oh, it says here, Zazzy Beats is 55? <laughs> wow. <laughs> what they say is true. Yeah, that's crazy. Study her um, in a lab. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. That's um, one thing about this movie is like right off of that, like, oh, we're beating around it, but... The whole th- whole little romance between Arthur and Sophie is just crazy because Zazie Beats is way out of this guy's league. Incredibly, <laughs> incredibly out of his league. I mean, oh, she's, yeah. she's out of the league of like movie stars. So yeah, Zazie Beats is pretty much out of like any fleshy human. <laughs> wow, <Yes>. high <laughs> praise. Um, like a regular Joaquin Phoenix, like actual real world Joaquin Phoenix, could probably pull it off. Sure. 
But not not this, not yeah, Arthur Fleck. Whatever this guy is. <laughs> not this creature. But yeah, and so when he reads this, or, oh, go ahead, Marcus. He reads the note, what happens next? Oh, and he has just a huge, huge rage fit in trying to get to his mother. <laughs> As she, he's trying to get some answers out of her. Like, whoa, woman, you, you got some explaining to do. Yeah, and so he does all this. She has, like, I guess, like a mild heart attack or panic attack, and then she's in the hospital. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, what? Too soon, too soon. Oh, I am? Where does he go next, Marcus? I don't remember. Craziest scene in the film, in my opinion. Okay, tell us. He goes to Wayne Manor. Oh, Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he entices a young Bruce to come to the gate. And what does he do next? He starts putting his fingers in Bruce's mouth. Oh my god! This is a child, you fucking weirdo. Oh. Well, in his mind, he's his brother. Yeah, yeah he's right. like this. And I'll, I'm, I'm, as speaking as two brothers on this podcast, you put your fingers in my mouth all the time. <laughs> as soon as I see some, I put my fingers in there. Like, hey, how you doing, buddy? And he's stretching my lips out. That's the first thing I'll do when you see each other. Don't you and Logan do that as well, Ben? Oh yeah, you all get the time. in there. Wait, your brother's Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to have those fingers in your mouth because you never know what happened. Oh. Wait, oh, do no, you saber tooth? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> but here's one thing I prefer the scene. I'm so glad that finally a movie just went there and just made Batman or Bruce Wayne just made him autistic. Just go ahead and let us all know that this fucker he's yeah. not he's not all there because no child. I'm sorry, no child would ever approach this man. It's not happening unless they were stupid. It's just yeah, not gonna happen. I don't care how much free candy he has. Not <laughs> even not even Ben's gonna approach this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. But like you can, you can tell from like the way he acts, and he's got like he's got no concept of like social sort of uh, relations. Oh really? Guy, I, like, I didn't pick yeah, up on that. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. I thought that Arthur was putting on a pretty good magic act out there. Uh, if you were just watching him, a child would not be entertained by this. But yeah, he gets her to come up there, and then, and then, <laughs> who shows up? Uh, some Alfred? some guy. It's a, it's a butler. Yeah, it's so like a I'm security guy. I was in security. He was clearly had the little tuxedo thing going. Is that Alfred? I'm, is that who he's playing? That is Thick Alfred, my friend. It is <laughs> Alfred Pennyworth, played by Douglas Hyde. Alfred. Yes. So yeah, he's he's out there and he's like he's like, what are you doing? Get away from this! Get your fingers out of this child's mouth, you psychopath! And then he's like, I'm actually his brother. My 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 mom used to work here. She's like, oh, you're that crazy person's son. No, that's not true. And he's like, get away from here, sir. Well, first of all, he chokes. He chokes uh, Alfred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, fucking. Let me let me get my hands around that. Thick ass neck of yours. Toosie. <laughs> yeah. By the way, the response from Alfred is so subdued. He's yeah. just like he stops choking and he's like, "All right, get out of here." Yeah, like very muted. <laughs> so, and uh, so that's the last we see of Arthur at Wayne Manor um, for many reasons. And Alfred. Jesus. Yeah, Alfred out of the movie. Um, yeah, I was very yeah. upset by that. I was looking but, forward for more uh, thick Alfred. But we do get to we get introduced to my favorite actor in this movie. Uh oh, at the Arkham State Hospital, where Arthur goes to find out about his mom. 
your favorite actor mm, in this movie yeah, is Paperboy. Paperboy. All, all about, about that, that Paperboy. Paper boy. Brian Tyree Henry, in my opinion, the most underrated actor in Hollywood. Um, mm. In my opinion, should already have an Oscar for his performance in If Bill Street Could Talk. Um, or fucking uh, uh, Widows. Or Widows, yes. And an Emmy for Atlanta on top of that. Yeah. Um, incredible actor who has a very small part in this movie, but acts the shit out of it. He does. Oh, I was so surprised to see him. I'm glad. I'm, gl- I'm glad to see him. So yeah, he's uh, yeah. So Joker. Oh, sorry. Um, Arthur is up there, and he's like, uh, yeah, I want to get this file. He's like, you know, these files are so fucking old. I had to go into the the basements of this here Arkham Asylum. And uh, per- peruse the the, 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 the archives for you. So he finds them. And then Joker's just like, man, you found those files? That's cool. The other day, I killed three guys. And you know what? I didn't feel bad about it. <laughs> um, he doesn't say that much. He says something very similar. And then in Brian Tyree's incredible, t- incredible acting, he's like, he gives him this look of, okay, what the fuck? <laughs> Please say psych. Yeah, and so th- for this, this is where Brian Tyree Henry is activated. For the rest of the performance, he is very, very thrown off by Arthur, and he lets him see the file, and it's like, oh yeah, she's a fuck. She was here. She worked for Thomas Wayne. She went insane. She adopted a kid. Um, and what else? Oh, she like what else did it say in the file? It says that she let her boyfriend abuse him. Yeah. And all this stuff, and you know, that's obviously Arthur, and he's like, oh, that's my mom, and the guy's like, okay, well, you can't really take this uh, take this with you, because, you know, they're old, and you're not really allowed to, unless you have a signature or whatever, and so then he just steals it. Yeah, he just, like, books it out of there, reads the thing, and realizes that his mom lied to him about all this, and pretty much, this is this is the point, I think, where he really just goes insane. This is where he loses it, for the, like, finally. Yeah, he runs away, he reads more, and he's like, okay, life is fucked, what do I do? Go see mom! Yep, yeah, uh, perfectly rational thing to do at this point. Yeah, he goes to see his mom. Um, I want to so- hear what Ben thinks about this scene. Yeah. Uh, which scene? He goes, <laughs> he goes to see his, his mom see in the hospital. Mom. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Uh, we've got to mention, by the way, that the, the police came to talk to his mom because they somehow connected him to the murders, and they, because uh, I guess he's a clown or whatever, his mom has a stroke, and so there's, the police are involved now, and she's in the hospital for having a stroke. Well, okay, just to be clear, they didn't connect him off of nothing. He was a, a fired clown who had a gun in a children's hospital. So, you know, clown, yeah, gun, all those kind of stuff. He was a prime suspect. All right, all right. Fuck the police. Yeah. Although one of the police officers is played by one of my favorite actors in the movie, Shay Wiggum, who is incredible in everything. Dude rules. So glad to see him around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so he goes back to visit his mom in the hospital. I can't remember exactly everything he said. Sophie but... is there with him. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. She is. Uh, no, that's, that's earlier. This is. Oh, that's earlier. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. 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 That's right. Like pretty much. The big part of the scene, I remember in complete detail, everything before that is a little hazy, but he, he basically confronts her about all this information he saw, and then just like with a calm, cool expression on his face, is, I did learn one thing today. My life 
My life isn't a tragedy. It's a fucking comedy. And then he suffocates his mother with a pillow in probably one of the most disturbing scenes of the entire movie. Yeah. It was and... very it was it was very upsetting. Like at that point I was like, all right, I was kind of empathetic towards Arthur at some point, but now he's kind of he's kind of crossed the line that I can't really follow him into. I mean, yeah, really I'm surprising about, they were gonna do that. I'm gonna start. My last thing was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> once dying laughing in the theater. One of the words I use to describe this movie to the people I've talked to so far is, I mean, genuinely shocking. There are some moments, a lot of moments in this movie I did not expect or didn't expect in the way they happened. And I was genuinely shocked by a lot of this. That was one of the scenes. I was like, damn, he fucking, he iced his mom. Um, mm-hmm. And on the TV is when he sees Murray Franklin. Yeah. Um, and that's, like, you're, thinking, you're thinking again of the night when he first goes there with, with Sophie. Oh, we didn't talk about that scene enough then. Yeah, we skipped over it. Kind of important scene where Murray Franklin fucking roasts him on TV. Yeah, but before <laughs> that happens, by the way, this whole thing, he does get a call from Murray Franklin show saying... We want you to come on the show. Yeah, they're like, oh, can you do next Thursday? And this guy who has fucking nothing going on in his life is like, yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> this guy who um, just killed his mom. It's like, yeah, yeah, th- I think I can come in Thursday. <laughs> that's like I've come to Brian, called up Ben and said, you want to be my son? <laughs> look, look, this is the thing. You, you, can't, you can't appear too available, guys. Come on, you know this. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't look desperate. Yeah, you, you got to pull the, huh, let me check my schedule really quick. Let me check my calendar, make sure. I think I can rearrange this. Uh, yeah. I can se- I can set a few hours ahead. I can the set a few hours The schedule is a real power play when you're like, let me check my schedule. And you're like scrolling through your phone and you're just like, <laughs> you're just like looking at Instagram or something like, oh yeah, um, uh, maybe on the fifth around, I'm, I'm free at 1.30 a.m. How, how is that good for you? Um, <laughs> how does yeah. that sound? You got to look really unavailable. Yeah. <laughs> also, real quick, when when he's preparing for his role on the uh, Murray Franklin show, he's watching tapes of people who went on before him and like emulating them. Did anybody here happen to catch who the guy on TV was? It never called attention to him. Did you see who that was? It was Louis C.K. No, he was, he was masturbating. <laughs> no, <laughs> you fool. Yeah, you're gonna feel like such a moron, Seth, when I say who it was. Who was it? Louis Theroux. Oh, you're right. I was going to say that. I remember him being in this movie. Justin Thoreau, by the Justin way. Justin Thoreau, sorry. And by the way, yeah. guess who the MC at the comedy club was? Louis C.K. No, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, well, hold on. can you imagine oh, the my fucking god. articles we <laughs> be reading right now? Oh my god. I could do a whole podcast just about that. But it was actually Chris Redd. Oh, nice, 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 nice. So, a little, little small who get stuck in this movie somehow. Um, so, yeah. And then, is this when he invites the guys over? Or when the guys come over? Yeah, they're like, okay, big laugh of the movie right here is, they come over, and they're like, we heard your mother was dead. He's like, yeah, I'm celebrating. Fucking kilt Slade. Slade. Yeah, okay, once again, not a time that now, a normal person laughed. Other people yeah. laughed in the theater for that one, because that's a, that's a legitimately good joke. Oh, yeah, okay. but but then even before that, uh, like pretty much after he gets home and he ki- no, I, f- I felt like we skipped over a big scene of the movie. Yeah, doesn't I don't he? Think we we have for sure. Yeah, like doesn't he? Uh, like after he kills his mom, doesn't he go back to the apartment complex and he goes into Sophie's house and then and they then- presumably get it on. 
No, that was no. Come on, guys. That's yeah, after he killed Wall Street guys. The wrong Joker. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's after he killed well, Wall Street dudes. We keep skipping over important parts of this movie. We, we do, but okay. I don't want to point out something real quick here. Um, remember how Seth you said that it was really easy to get away with crime in Gotham in the eighties? Yes. This motherfucker smothers his mom in the hospital and then just <laughs> leaves. Yes. He just walks away. <laughs> Being verifiably the only person who visits her besides police officers. Nurse walks in there and is like, seems legit to me. She's like, my, oh, we had another one of these random deaths. <laughs> oh, you can't control them. Dang, these folks are getting smothered somehow. God. Yeah, she, oh, a classic self-smothering. <laughs> <laughs> Open and shut case, boys. You hate to see it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the point in this movie where um, Arthur and Sophie presumably get it on. Which is, mm-hmm. once again, v- blowing everyone's mind. Like, how is this happening? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's an explanation for that. Yes, well, there is. <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet. No, we, we are. After he kills his mom, he goes to Sophie's apartment where... Uh... Oh, yeah. And this is this is where... Okay, this is the thought experiment. Not thought experiment. I just want to see what you guys think. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. he, sit, he goes into her apartment. It's unlocked in the most dangerous city in the fucking world mm-hmm. a, a, a single mom who has a kid just has her door unlocked he walks in and he's just sitting in the living room you know looking brooding and everything and then um sophie walks up and she's like she screams she's like what the fuck is this person doing in my house and this is where we slowly start to realize that all those moments he's had with sophie in the movie are all made up um, when she's at yeah. his door, he's literally just opening his door and talking to nothing. Mm-hmm. He's at the donut shop by himself. She's not at the comedy show. He never had sex with her. Um, and so, yeah, and she's just legitimately terrified that this man who is, she's like, oh, I think your name's Arthur. Like, what are you doing? Like, can you please leave? And this is what I want, want to ask you guys something. Do you think he kills Sophie? Uh because we don't see anything from her after and we just see him leave her apartment we see him not in her apartment anymore after this very tense scene i don't i don't think he would kill her no i don't know because here's my explanation first of all arthur fleck in this movie is not good at killing unless you're an old person he can strangle or he's shooting you with a gun i don't think he could quietly kill sophie and her child we're about to talk about another kill he does that isn't quite in those right. lines. But the other thing um, is, and also, here's the thing. I just said, it's so easy to go to the crime in Gotham. I think he didn't kill them and they didn't call the cops because people are stupid in this movie. And it's like, yeah, whatever, let him go. Yeah, so he just walks okay. away. Bigger question. <laughs> Do you guys think he Louis C.K.'d her? <laughs> oh, yeah. At least once. We have to address it. It was right there in the text. <laughs> here's here's my question for y'all then when did you first realize the sophie thing was bullshit i mean i and my, the whole time i was hoping it was bullshit because i was like this is more unbelievable than the plot to armageddon okay <laughs> <laughs> this, this is insane to me i could not wrap my head around it so i was refusing to believe it as it happened i, I okay my first suspicion was at the comedy show because like Cause she's laughing the, yes yeah. she's like she's got a smile on her face and we know he's tanking we know he is but like as the music like drowns out him like delivering the jokes i was like did he get better like <laughs> <laughs> because sophie like still had a smile like the whole time and i was like that's suspicious yeah, and then like and she's black she definitely would have told him his exactly <laughs> and the fact that he's like in the movie, he he's like he all of a sudden when he's around her, he's like a charming person. 
Yeah, on, on the one hand, I was like, maybe she has a weird sense of humor, too. Maybe she's also a fucking strange person. But the first time they ever talk, really, when she's like, oh, is that you stalking me? I wish you came inside and robbed the place. I was like, uh-uh, <laughs> bullshit, fuck off. <laughs> it's 2019, I know better now. No woman would ever say that. Fuck you. No, that was the joke that I liked in the movie. Oh, I was wow. like, I've got a gun, I can come by tomorrow. <laughs> So there's Marcus's big laugh of the film. <laughs> that, that part was actually kind of funny. Um, Thank you, sir. But yeah. uh, not at all, because it was very fucked up. Um, so yeah, but then he, you know, he Louis C.K.'s as he beats, and then he goes back to his apartment, and that's when we have the moment where the, the big guy and the small guy come in, you know. Haha, they're different sizes. Um, different extremes of the human anatomy or standing in his apartment and they're like you know what are you doing he's celebrating my mom died smith is rolling on the floor laughing by the way he is legitimately out of his seat have his conversation is shirtless with his face already covered in paint yeah already painted his face because he's getting ready to go to the murray sullivan show or murray franklin show and he had just spent presumably a long amount of time shutting himself off in his own fridge Mm -hmm. yeah he was Mm -hmm. just like i want to be cold right now yeah (laughs) 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 this new york summer am i right Okay, we are approaching the one great joke in this movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> the only time I was like actually laughing out loud. So then he he's talking, and they're like, you know, we, we've heard some stuff. The police have been asking us questions about you and a gun and some guys and some jokers. And he's like, ah, that's crazy, man. And <laughs> while he's talking, or when, before they even got there, he grabbed his pair of scissors and put them in his back pocket. A and small pair of scissors too. Very small pair of scissors. So while they're talking, he's like in his doorway, and they're like they're they're now behind him. He's closer to the exit than they are. And while the big guy's talking, he just fucking turns around, stabs them in the neck a couple of times, and then just keeps stabbing the guy until he dies. Right. Um, very. You know, he also he smashes his head beating his head against the wall, like giving him you know all kinds of you know brain trauma to kill him. And obviously the little guy is just screaming and yelling and it's like what the fuck is it this is i mean you're seeing a person get murdered brutally right in front of you you're like of course you're gonna think this is fucked up um so yeah and then in the aftermath little guy's just like oh my god please and then uh, joker is like you know what i'm gonna let you go you were always nice to me and guys, guys, I'm gonna start laughing if I tell it. Somebody tell me what happens next. So, so the the small person heads to the door to leave. <laughs> he turns the doorknob. He looks up. Joker has put the chain across the door, <laughs> and he can't reach. And it's it. just a little too high. <laughs> it's a lot too high. Now, oh, it's, it's so fucked up. In almost any <laughs> other movie, I would not find I wouldn't find this as funny because you know it's like kind of like picking at little people. But in this movie, with the, with like the what just happened and the stark contrast to this weird joke being in the movie, I was laughing. I was Joker. I was laughing maniac- maniacally. At that oh, moment. <laughs> oh, he admits it. Because oh. the reason that the joke works is not that it's a little person who can't reach something and needs a small person's help. It's that it's a guy can't get out of a room and needs the help of a guy who just murdered someone in front of him. And then he gets that help. Yeah. And that's what makes it yeah. funny. Yeah. And also, <laughs> once again, how easy it is to end with crime. This man witnessed a murder that has plenty of evidence and didn't tell the police. Well, to be to fair, be like, the cops do show up in the next scene. Well, yeah, but it's like so weird that he's not just like on his way to the police office. I don't know. 
Which, okay, this next scene, by the way, this is the one everyone knows from the trailer or whatever, where Joker is, like, dancing on the... the uh, he's Joker at this point now, pretty much. Uh, he's dancing on the steps, right? Down from his apartment to the street. Yeah. And do you know what song is playing? Do y'all, do y'all recognize that song? No. It's I like remember. You've heard it at every fucking sporting event ever. It's like the jock jam fucking... Oh, oh that one. Take me yeah. out to the ball nope. game. Okay, oh, all right. right. No, okay. it's... But it's, it's... I think it's called Rock and Roll Volume 2 or something like that. Like, it's, or Part 2 has a really weird name. Mm. Yeah, well, I like the, Part it, 1 more, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's the one that goes da da da, hey, something like yeah, that. Da 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 da. And that was yeah, made yeah. by uh, a singer songwriter known as you might guys not know him, Gary Glitter. Gary Glitter. Does anybody know why Gary Glitter is important? Uh, did he expose himself to some people? Yes, he is currently locked up for being pe- a pedophile in the UK. Wow. This is his second Jesus. stint as being locked up as a pedophile in two different countries. Wow. That's, wow. That's a that's a bicontinental fucking <laughs> molester. So people um, are, people were pissed this song is in the movie because they're like, how could you put a song by a pedophile in a movie? And yeah. I'm like, I got some Too bad, bad news at for y'all. every football game. Yeah, are you gonna boy are are you, are you gonna boycott all these different sporting events now? Are you gonna boycott the movie Lilo and Stitch? Because I got some bad yeah. news for, about Elvis for you. Mm. Yeah. No, d- don't tell me I can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is when the cops show up. And what happens next? Well, first, first of all, I mean, maybe there's like a reason they know exactly what staircase he's at. But I was like, why are they here? What? What the fuck? But. He starts running, obviously, because he's like, oh, it's the cops. They probably know at least something. One of the 15 crimes I've committed in the past hour. Um, so he starts running, and we get to see some... We get to like see our first like real big look at some of the carnage happening in Gotham City. People are getting very angry. People are running around, and... Um, oh my god, guys. Yeah, we, f- we forgot a huge part we of this We just movie. kept over a gigantic scene! We are terrible yeah. at this. We're very bad at this. <laughs> How could we have done this? Okay, we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna stop where I was and just rewind real quick. Yeah. Speaking yeah, as you can, of seeing as the you, protests, go ahead. As you can tell, we haven't seen this movie in almost over a week. Yeah. Man, you one, one of us saw it twice, so he should probably oh. be leading this. Ben? Go, go ahead, Marcus. Huh? I'm sorry, Ben. No, ben saw it twice, right? <laughs> no, I've only seen it once. Oh, on Letter- Letterboxd, you had it uh, as a rewatch. Well, that was that was a screw-up, because I didn't write a review initially. I just rated it, and then I went back and wrote a review. Oh, but if, yeah, if you, if you do that, it makes it look like you rewatched it. Well, now so. I know that, so Letterboxd can suck my dick. Wow, I think... <laughs> wow. Did Marcus see it twice? Welcome to our Letterboxd Critique Podcast. Letterboxd, get your shit together. (laughs) Okay. But Ben, tell us what happened in this big scene we're missing. Yeah, so basically he gets away from the cops. No, 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 before that. When he goes to the the protests. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He goes goes through... Oh, shit. Okay, now I know where we are. Yeah, he he goes to the protests, and then he ends up in the old-timey movie theater where Thomas Wayne and the rest of his billionaire friends are in there watching an old uh, Charlie Chaplin movie, Modern Times. Mm -hmm. And uh, he steals a a, a janitor or he steals a janitor outfit or something, sneaks in, and then he confronts Thomas Wayne in the bathroom, which, by the way, is probably not the place you want to confront somebody who may or may not be your your illegitimate father. So yeah. he confronts him, and uh, 
like basically it's just a really uh, it's a really awkward exchange at first he's uh he's talking to him he's like you're you're my dad it's like no i'm not you're you're your mother was a fucking lunatic and then he goes on this i can't remember exactly what he says in the rant but it it uh it was a brilliant bit bit of acting by uh, joaquin phoenix there yeah he's like i don't want money i don't want anything i just want to be recognized or whatever and then thomas wayne punches him in the face but the best part of the scene is when thomas wayne is walking out he's like you touch my kid again i'll fucking kill you and i was like again what the fuck are you talking about? This man <laughs> assaulted your child and then confronted you in a bathroom. How many chances does he get? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> he also ch- fucking choked your butler. That's three strikes. <laughs> yes. You're a billionaire. Do it, man. Like, I don't, dude, he was like, I'm, it's like, yeah, man, yeah, man, one more time. One more time come around my family and do some shit. I'm like, that's too many times. Yeah, like if he can get away with crime, that's easy. Imagine how easy he, that Thomas Wayne, can get away with crime. <laughs> yeah, Thomas Wayne has the patience of a saint. Jesus. I assume the penguin just runs this place because there's no one at the wheel right now. You can do whatever you <laughs> yeah. want in this city. Yeah, Danny DeVito is just tearing it up. <laughs> <laughs> Bring him back. That, that would Bring be him great. back. Oh, Please. God. Uh, but then we can fast forward again to the scene where Arthur is running from the cops. Okay, running from the cops. We're seeing all these this protest. There's just a bunch of stuff going on in the subway. A bunch of jokers. A bunch of these like Joker-looking guys are in the subway. Oh, these fucking clowns! Guys, have you heard of these Jokers <laughs> running on the subways lately? Look at look at this fucking guy. Yeah, and so he gets into this place. So it's very easy for him to hide because people look a lot like him. And he steals one guy's mask and puts it on to further his disguise. And uh, the police officers um, run in and they're you know they're checking everybody's masks and making them show them their faces. And they end up getting into an altercation with some of these jokers. And uh, I don't is it I can't think it's Shea Wiggum's officer who ends up killing a joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he like fires three shots into the guy and just murders him. So then at this point the jokers don't take it and they're just beating the shit out of the police officers. Incredible imagery. Yeah, they beat the fuck out of these dudes. Yeah, they beat them senseless. And then so so uh, Arthur Joker is able to get off. Uh, once again, big scene from the trailer. He throws the the mask into the garbage, and he walks on to his his uh, big stage in the Murray Franklin show. It's a great shot there where he's walking away in slow motion, smoking as cops run past him to go break up the riot or whatever. Yeah, and you're just like. Mm-hmm. By the way, a lot of smoking is about the Joker. I've never seen a smoking Joker before. Yeah, Boy, he, he loved it. He's a, I guess he might be the smoker. Okay. <laughs> he's the Midnight Toker. Yes, the, the, the trilogy. Um, but, uh, yeah, and also one thing, I mean, this isn't some kind of crazy, oh, I noticed this, but this is pretty interesting in the movie to me, is how much Arthur's demeanor changes when he is the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he actually, he starts to stand straight and he's like, he actually looks very confident walking in places and he, he's very, he's not as, um, he's not as awkward or as gangly as he normally is. He like kind of straightens out and looks like a normal guy just with face paint. So it kind of, you know, gets into his psychosis a bit. And also um, during that chase scene, he gets hit by a car, which is yeah, been... Great hit by a car. Oh yeah, great meme material. First of all, but also <laughs> yeah. the fact that he's getting hit by a car is like, yep, I'm good. I'm gonna keep on running. <laughs> that that's always been Joker's superpower, anyway. Being able to take an ass whooping and keep coming yeah, back. He can just get the shit out. He can't really kick the shit out of people that well, but he can get beat the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, um. he should really be dead by now in the comics. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, and then he's he's at the the Murray Franklin show, um, doing his own makeup, and uh, he's written on the mirror upon a happy face. Yeah, he's like you know, <laughs> fucking just a something a fucking weirdo would do. Like just mm-hmm. he's like, <laughs> how can I be weird? And he's no, just being a- <laughs> when Murray Franklin and his and Mark Marin, goddamn it, walk into the room. <laughs> yeah, no one says a word about this shit. He's written on the mirror. They just ignore yeah. it. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, whatever. He's weird. But then, to be, yeah, we'll, we'll wipe it off later. To be fair, uh, he's probably seen worse from other celebs that come in there. Uh, some of them are probably like really big prima donnas. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> this um, is just some, some guy. Yeah. And, Anyways. <laughs> yeah. And well, here's the thing. Uh, you know, Murray Franklin comes back there and is like, hey, I'm going to make sure this, this whole Joker, Matt, this whole clown stuff, that's not a political thing, right? And he's like, no, it's not political or whatever. I don't care. I don't care. do politics. Yeah, I don't do politics. And again, Mark Maron is in this movie. He has like three lines. Yeah, Mark Maron is like, um, can I just say something real quick? Don't do this. Because <laughs> one, this guy's probably crazy. Two, there's a bunch of jokers running around and this is going to look really bad. And three, he wrote this weird thing on the mirror. (laughs) He's not good for this show. And then Robert De Niro is just like, eh, it'll be fine. Yeah, Yeah, forget about it. And and uh, (laughs) we skipped over this before, but when he was practicing for the show earlier, we saw him trying to, to like find a way to pull his gun out as fast as possible. Yeah, and shoot himself in the head. Yeah, which he does again here. He's practicing before he goes on stage. Yeah, because once again, he's carrying around this this gun that he's been given. And another huge laugh for me is the scene right before he goes on when they're, like, trying to open up the curtains or whatever, and he gets into this weird, like, dancing position, but the two PAs that are next to him are, like, <laughs> yeah. looking over, like, do you see this yeah. fucking freak? <laughs> you see this guy? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> we gotta get out of here. Funny. Yeah, they were like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? I would open the curtain and then leave immediately. <laughs> Call a taxi. Let's get out now. So he walks out here, and there's this, like, lady doctor who's been, like, giving a talk. He walks up, and he just kisses her right there, just, like, yeah, straight just up. Yeah, lays a big a wet one on her, really. <laughs> and this is, this guy, and Murray Franklin kind of has a Conan setup where he has, he has like, an Andy Richter type mm-hmm. who, like, sits <laughs> with the, the guest, Ben's stepdad. And yeah. Hold um, on, real quick, what is Andy Richter's role in that, in that setup? He's just, you know, he's 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 like he does a couple of extra jokes and he gets to be the butt of the joke sometimes. He feels right, like ben? he's Conan's like comfort yeah. support dog. <laughs> kind pretty, of. Pre- pretty much, yeah. He's like he's someone uh, on stage for Conan to just kind of bounce off of. Okay, I was always really curious about that. Mm-hmm. It's like how Dave, David Letterman had his uh, had the band leader that was his person he bounced off of uh, Conan as Andy Richter. Yeah. I thought Andy Richter was like some kind of like. He had been cursed by a cruel gin to be Conan O'Brien's imp <laughs> eternally. I don't know. Like, I just couldn't figure it out until right now. So I'm good to That know. too. <laughs> so yeah, he's got his little Andy Richter guy who's sitting on the couch. And he's like, oh, this is crazy. What's going on here? What if that um, was played by Andy Richter? Yeah, what if it was Andy Richter? What if it was Denzel Washington? <laughs> Denzel Washington played yes. the sidekick on this show. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> It'd be an impossible scene to film, but yes, it'll be incredible. <laughs> uh, but yes, he's on there talking or whatever, and you know what? I want to hear from Marcus what, what he thought of this scene that unfolds. 
Oh boy. Um, it was just incredibly awkward. So, Joker or Arthur has a seat. He's Joker with, uh, now. He's Joker now. Right, right. Joker. Mm. He has a seat. He's on the talk show right where he wants to be. <laughs> and starts his little small talk with Robert De Niro. And do you want to just jump straight to the, the climax of the scene? No, no it, it unfolds in a certain way, right? Like, if we progress. Yeah, they have a bit of a back and forth, and he's like, yeah. just tell a joke. And he's like, blah, blah, blah. blah. And the joke, what right. is the joke again? The joke was, um, Frick. Yeah, it, it's like, it, knock, it, knock. Knock, knock. Yeah. Who's there? And it's like, oh, it's your, the police. Your son's been killed in a drunk driving accident. Yeah. Which, once <laughs> big laugh. Smith, big laugh. Killing me in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a good joke in the context of the scene is what I'm saying. Like you know something bad's about to happen, you get that nervous laughter sometimes. That joke was like giving me that nervous laughter. I'm like, oh fuck. It's about so to go down. Sometimes you sometimes you laugh in inappropriate <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh my. Maybe. Um, um so But, yeah, the, but immediately that, they're like, like they're like, oh my god, how could you tell a joke like that? What is mm-hmm. wrong with you? What are you, some kind of joker? <laughs> Roll credits, and then, <laughs> and then Joker, who is not laughing really, he admits right then and there that he killed the three guys in the subway. Yeah, he's just like, oh yeah, I murdered these guys, and they're like, wait, what? And then they're like, hey, how about we stop the fucking show right now? And Murray's like, nah, it's fine. It's well, they try it like, no, we. Can't. Mark Barron's like, cut the fucking show in, and he's like, no, no, let's keep going, Gene. Like, let's do yeah, this. Exactly. Great television. Yeah. <laughs> the show must go on. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be on the news for weeks. Joker's like, do you think you're a good person? And Murray Franklin's like, yes, I do. And I just want to point out that Murray Franklin is a huge piece of shit because he brought a guy on his show who was obviously either mentally ill or not prepared to do this to make fun of him on TV. He is not a good person, and fuck that dude. Mm-hmm. Just my, my personal stance I mean, here. Yeah, he, he's a piece of shit. That's the thing. This movie doesn't really paint too many people in, in a positive light. It kind of just goes to show you that like almost everybody's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Except mm-hmm. for like, you know, Sophie and Brian Tyree Henry's character and maybe the little guy as well. They're, everyone else is kind of like, yeah, everyone's just kind of shitty. This movie is actually, if you think about it, uh, not an incel white supremacy movie because the only good people in the movie are black and little people. So there you go. It's actually a uh, progressive film. In a way, yeah. <laughs> Everyone else, all the, all the white man movies are pieces of shit. So write that the fake white piece. Rich guys, the, wor- the white rich guys are the worst. That's true. Yeah. Um, they're the almost like it's almost like they're the real jokers. Um, <laughs> hmm. So, yeah, so, so he's like, I killed these three guys, and then they're like, Whoa, you killed? Like, you, are you admitting to this on TV? And he's like, Yeah. And I think he's like, Did you feel good about it? I wonder. He say? He's like, Yeah. And he's like, Oh yeah, of course, it was great. Well, he says, He says, Why'd you kill him? And he said, The real reason is they couldn't carry a tune. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does another pretty big laugh there. Pretty big good joke there. Mm-hmm, fantastic. Um. Yeah, during this whole scene, this is where he's definitely starting to form into the Joker we're familiar with. We saw bits and pieces of it here and there, especially at the beginning of the movie with the I forgot to punch out joke and other little tidbits like that. But here, this is Joker in full form. This is the one. This is the guy we're familiar with. We're seeing it in full force, and Joaquin is just he's just he's fucking killing it. Who do you guys would think would win in a one-liner battle, Joker or Freddy Krueger? Hmm. <laughs> 
That's a good Cause, question. Because Freddy Krueger has one of the all-time greats with It's Primetime, Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is a, a line I think about all the time. Yes. Um, so I'd that'd say, be a good one. I'd say Krueger because he has like at least an extra 20 years of experience doing this. He has a lot of free time when he's haunting people's yeah. dreams. When he's not doing that, he's just thinking of one-liners. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I think Kruger as well, because Kruger uh, is more traditionally funny, whereas Joker's only funny to people like me. Yes. <laughs> Psychopaths, all right. Wait, come on, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> There's some um, funny jokes in this movie. There are funny jokes. We get it. Okay, mm. calm down. I'm so upset about this. I'm not upset. Um, I'm great. You're, you sound upset. <laughs> I'm now, well, now I'm getting upset. <laughs> You're making me upset. <laughs> <laughs> um... So then they're just, they're they're just shocked. They're like, mm-hmm. "What the, what's going on with this guy?" Um, and then this is the climax of the film, really, isn't it? Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, how about this?" And what does he do, guys? Mm. He, he gives shoots, him another joke. He shoots Robert <laughs> De Niro in the head. Yeah. 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 Then he, he goes, goes on a big rant and says, mm-hmm. "You get what you fucking deserve." And he shoots Murray Franklin in the head on TV. Yeah, yeah basically yeah like, i actually got like some of the transcript up on here like he basically says like hey, do you want another joke it's like no I, I think we're done it's like what do you get when you cross a mentally ill loner with a society that abandons him and treats him like trash i'll tell you what you get you get what you fucking deserve then he shoots him in the head mm, right. yeah, and that's honestly the credit should have rolled right when he said society yeah. Um, <laughs> that's society. So then he does that, and then he's just like he's in the camera, and he's like, "I am the Joker." And, uh, chills. Um, and then you see, like, we we get this cool scene where it's like you're you're seeing all the TV broadcasts, like on I guess like on a, a close circuit thing where the, it just zooms out and it shows you all the things that are playing currently on TV, and a bunch of them are the the, the, the Joker doing his little speech into the camera. You know, all the audiences obviously run, run, run out, and the doctor lady and Denzel Washington both run out as well. And Get out of there, Denzel. Yeah, Ooh. just don't be there. <laughs> and so then this is, you know, this is, you know, where police come in. Mm-hmm. And, they're and like, you seem to be tackled. Right. Yeah, you're like, all right, you gotta stop this. And, you know, then we see some Gotham. Man, I want to live in the world with Seth's cop so they show up and like, stop doing that! You, <laughs> quit, knock it off, pal. Yeah. You can't just shoot Murray Franklin in the face on TV. Did you shoot this guy? That's crazy. What are you Don't thinking? You know you can't do that. Why You've been you bad. <laughs> come on. Yeah, a cop shows up and puts his arms out. He's like, come on, man. You know you can't just kill people. What did you do? This is my third late night talk show murder tonight. This is crazy. It's a very dangerous profession. Uh, Bullets are fired there, and he's like, oh, jeez, again with this shit. Somebody broke Conan O'Brien in half. (laughs) Don't you know? (laughs) Don't you know shooting people is illegal? Stop! Yeah. (laughs) Oh, what a world. After he does this illegal thing, he's in the back of a police car. Once again, we're getting kind of this top-down view of... Now now the floodgates have opened. Now that Mm. Murray Franklin's been killed on TV. Murray Franklin, the only man holding Gotham together. Oh, he's been killed on TV, and now all the Jokers are out there, and they're just they're just burning shit, and they're fucking looting places, and they're fucking destroying stuff. And uh, we we get to see if you look closely in this movie, if you look closely, you see something really interesting. You see the Waynes leaving <laughs> a theater, being mm. being followed by a man 
And then he does. Guys, what does he do? I mean, I could not believe what I was seeing. What does he do next, Ben? I mean, I'm pretty sure (laughs) Thomas Wayne makes it home safely, right? (laughs) Yeah, but Ben, what happens? Well, first off, they're leaving uh, Soro the Gay Blade. First off, uh, just keep. Yep. Yep. Just just keeping just keeping with that Batman mythos. It always seems to be. It's either they're always walking out of either an opera or a Zorro movie. It's always one one or the other. But they walk out. uh, One of the. uh, one of the uh, rioters out in the street with the mask on follows them into the alley and says, hey, Thomas Wayne, here's what you fucking deserve, and shoots both Waynes dead. Not yeah, only... Also, what does he do? He takes he, the goddamn pearls. He rips those <laughs> pearls off <laughs> the neck, a scene we've only seen 6,000 times. You know, they originally weren't going to do that, but then in reshoots, there were a lot of people in the test screenings that were like, why didn't he take her pearls? (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, we gotta add the pearls. It's just CG it in. This is one of those scenes where if you look in the back, you get to see some of the super rats. They're like running around in the back of the alley. That's true. I I look for this. And and then you see little little Bruce Wayne being all sad and stuff. Yeah. What, no. I, what, what I really like about the scene is not only does it already set the path that he's about to take, but it also shows Bruce Wayne the power and the importance of a symbol. Because it was a guy wearing a clown mask who shot, him, who shot his parents. So now he understands deep in the back of his mind, deep in the back of that subconscious that, all right, symbols are important. I may incorporate this later on in life when I have a full mental breakdown and start dressing like a bat. Later on, mm. I'll become the bat's na- or the, the bat clown's natural enemy, a bat. The bat. <laughs> <laughs> we all know the eternal oh. battle between clowns and bats. <laughs> and also, like for me, it answers that question: is why is this rich guy in a fucking alley? Like what? Because like from the cartoons and all that other stuff, it was like, why? Why would this rich fucker? Be in an alleyway ever. Yeah. Like, I thought Marcus was about to say, Why does Batman exist? And I was about to lose my goddamn <laughs> mind. <laughs> oh, man. Do you think that the death of his parents has anything to do with <laughs> 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 uh, I just want to say, though, the rioting and the, the looting and the smashing of cop cars and the beating up cops in the street, this is the best part of the movie. Yeah. This awesome. is what I wanted to mm-hmm. see, man. Yes. I yes! was, I, I was, and this was the part of the movie where I was like legitimately like out of my seat. I was like, this is awesome. This is Fucking what we need to see. I saw it in yeah. IMAX. So it was like, big. oh man. I know. Straight I know, up. Guys, I'm, I'm so cool. Just <laughs> fucking fuck the police, destroy everything, smash capitalism. Oh, I was, and I was loving it. Speaking Be of smashing. Gay, do crimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of smashing, he's in the back of this police car and then. A, uh, I think they're in a, an ambulance. Some of these jokers come up. They're in some kind of bigger vehicle. They come and smash into this cop car, not really knowing that Joker's in there. They just know that it's a cop car, and they're like, fuck cops. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just smash right into it, and uh, the police officers die, and once again, Joker alive, because he can take any beating. <laughs> and once they find out it's him, they're like, oh, this is the guy. So they pull him out, and they put him on the hood of the car. They kind of lay him down at first. And then yeah. he he starts to kind of come to and see the all the, the the stuff going on, and then he stands up and gets his finally gets his round of applause he wants from the people. Yeah, they're cheering mm-hmm. and raising their their hands into this guy. They love him. I guess the fucking Joker, and they're just like uh, he's inspired a movement essentially. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And, and this uh, is when we get into probably the, the, the final part of the movie right here. Yeah, but I think the best part of this scene here is when he just takes the blood in his mouth and then spreads it across his face to make a smile. And yeah. that was when the transformation was complete. Yeah. Why so serious? <laughs> serious. Walking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but guys, we have to talk about, we have to compare them all the time because oh, otherwise no. we can't live in this society. We have to compare Heath Ledger and Walking Phoenix at He specifically all said he did not go back and watch old Jokers because he didn't want anyone to relate to yeah. this Joker. Exactly. But as soon as this movie was announced, everyone's like, all right, we got to start comparing them now. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm like, guys, the different movies, different, totally different kinds of movies, different performances. It doesn't matter. They're both good. Yeah. And then, now here's the most controversial thing I think about this movie, really, in my opinion. If you're, if you're watching, it, if you divorce it from all the fucking, you know, nonsense that happened before it. In the very last scene of this film, we see Arthur in Arkham, and he's laughing the way he does, you know, with his, his uh, uh, strange laugh that he, he has. And there's a psychiatrist in the room, and she's, talk, she's looking at him, and she says, what's so funny? And he says, you wouldn't get it. And then the next scene is him wandering the halls, leaving bloody footprints behind himself, and then being chased by an orderly at one point. So the the question I have for y'all is, did he hallucinate the whole movie, or is this after he was recaptured? I think Uh, it all happened. Yeah, I think he was recaptured, and this definitely happened. Yeah, because as we saw earlier in the movie, when it was revealed, oh, he was never dating Sophie, that was all just... Uh, hallucination I feel like they would have pulled something like that there again mm-hmm. because they don't trust the audience to make their own decisions so I feel like if if, if that were the case they would have shown us in that it just in that whole flashback so I feel like all of that stuff he actually did okay, so yeah. yeah agreed also also it'd be a real fucking cop out to be like oh yeah it was all a dream a hallucination <laughs> that's true screw that but speaking <laughs> of that I do Ben you talked about how they don't trust the viewers a lot and I agree with you but I did want to bring up something that me and Smith talked about after we saw the movie that I wanted to ask you guys about so in the movie we are we were left with the idea that Penny Fleck said, said that Thomas Wayne was the father of her child and um, we find out that he was actually adopted. Thomas Wayne was not involved, and she's just crazy. But what do you guys think about the idea that she is telling the truth, and then he gaslit her for so long and had her admitted and made up these fake adoption papers because you can do that and convinced everyone that she was crazy, so now everyone believes his story instead of hers? I mean, if you're Thomas Wayne and you're that fucking rich... And this is a very convenient way to get rid of a problem. Yeah, I mean, that, is it seems super is it unheard of even in our our world for these CEOs and these big rich guys to you know have sex with their help and to get them pregnant? Like, is that even? I mean, yeah, but like regular people aren't smart <laughs> or crafty <laughs> at that. So, so yeah, I was. I mean, how about you, Ben? What do you what do you think? I think it would definitely be an interesting uh, wrinkle in the story because all throughout both the comics and the movies, it's just always talked about how close Batman and Joker are, whether they want to admit it or not, and how similar they are in two, in two completely polar opposite ways. So I feel like it would have been interesting if the movie did follow that idea. Well, they're so connected because they're actually related. They're on yeah. two different sides of the spectrum. So they've already been kind of 
toying with that idea for decades now. So it would have been interesting to see that part of the story get played out. But also at the same time, I think it would have upset a lot of DC fans. Oh yeah, they would have been on the fucking message boards and on Twitter and on Reddit and being like, what did they do to my character? That that story (laughs) sounds awesome. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's almost no one more annoying than DC fans. Yeah. Um, I want to say my my first reaction to the idea, I thought, oh shit, are they they making Batman really uh, fucking uh, Joker's half-brother? I was like, that's stupid. And then, about ten minutes later, I was like, wait a minute, this actually fucking rules. Let this be how it actually is. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. And it was like, it was like, it was like they, they gave it to me and I was like, ah, oh, fuck this, I hate it. And took it away and I was like, wait, no, give it back. Yes. <laughs> I changed my mind. Yeah, yes. I like it better. I was wrong. <laughs> oh, but yeah, my tinfoil hat is firmly on my fucking head and I am thinking that Thomas Wayne orchestrated this whole thing and that Arthur Fleck is his, is his fucking son. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a rich person thing to do for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he gaslit Penny into going crazy, and that's what led to a lot of the events of this movie, honestly. And it would make even more sense and kind of keep on theme if all this was kind of, you know, started by some capitalist who, you know, wanted to keep what he had and not deal with somebody lesser than him, in his opinion. And um, the point I wanted to make about this film was, uh, given what I've heard Todd Phillips say uh, before and after the release of the film... He is not a very smart person. He He's not. seems pretty stupid. So I don't think he made a leftist film, except by accident. And yeah. Yeah. the biggest point of comparison I have here is The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, a, a Batman film as well. Uh, you know, one of, probably the lesser of the three, to be honest. Uh, where it had this this fact this uh, you know this whole like you know Bane's uprising was very definitely inspired by Occupy Wall Street right like, that was the whole point of that I mean, whole it was thing. like a one to one kind of thing. But then it's like there are scenes where like they're like having these kangaroo courts and they're executing people and you know they're supposed, supposed to feel bad for the rich folks they're killing. You're supposed to be like oh no this is terrible. You're supposed to feel bad for the cops. And no one wanted you to feel that, because at the end of the movie, Batman leads the goddamn cops down the street into battle in broad daylight. Like, it's a fascist fucking film. And this, though, the rioters are shown, you know, what? Stealing stuff, burning cop cars, beating up cops, you know, destroying property. But it never takes that extra step of showing you something truly heinous, like... I don't know, like rioters, like killing a kid or, you know, beating up defenseless old people or women or something like that. It yeah. never goes that crucial extra step, which I, I think most movies have to do. And mm-hmm. it, because I'm pretty sure Todd Phillips is a fucking idiot and didn't think he needed to do that or didn't want to for whatever reason. He didn't know to. Right. And so this movie just comes out and it, you don't ever see the rioters being bad in a way that really crosses a line for a lot of people. And so you come to their end thinking, okay, they're good. Like, this is cool. I like this. This rules. Yeah. And the movie never really tries... Like like he's, like he's we said before, it makes Thomas Wayne the villain and never tries to redeem him at all. So at the end, when he gets killed, you're like, yeah, fuck that dude. He deserved that. Like, he was a piece of shit who would have made the city worse. Yeah, he mm-hmm. didn't really care about the people that much. But yeah. So... so that's uh, that's kind of the plot of Joker, mm-hmm. um, with you know our our takes going throughout. Um, so I want what what is our rating system? Uh, what are we doing? Five what? 
Oh no, I got I got a better idea than a number. Oh, you do. Okay. Yeah, let's rate it on uh, the tier of Joker that we have, and I'm pretty sure the easy tier list is the bottom Joker is going to be uh, Jared Leto, of course. Yes. Yep. Uh, above. Yeah, actually, I'll say one thing though. Okay. I didn't I didn't quite understand how messed up Joaquin Phoenix was in this movie because he didn't have the word damage tattooed <laughs> on himself. <laughs> so I was kind of for a loop. <laughs> How am I, as a lowly audience member, supposed to figure out these strange and unique complications of the character without it just flat out spelling it out for me on his forehead, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and yes. but, Continue with the system. This movie oh, is not subtle, so... <laughs> oh, no. 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 <laughs> and yet it was somehow more subtle than that fucking piece of shit movie. Um, yes. So bottom tier, of course, is Jared Leto. I'm going to say above him, it's a hard thing for me to say but i'm pretty sure jack nicholson's there i mean okay says all romero's above him okay and then uh i'm probably gonna put um uh, this joker joaquin phoenix the joker above that mm-hmm. mark hamill yes and then mm-hmm. probably still gonna be Heath ledger on top any okay. any disputes there for any from anybody i think no. i'm with ben cesar romero and jack nicholson should be switched you think so ben do you agree yes marcus <laughs> what do you think Agreed. I will accept it then. <laughs> okay. Democracy. So, but but how how supposed to rate this? Because I was I was put it on Joaquin Phoenix level. <laughs> he is in the. I movie. mean, hey, yeah. it's not perfect, is it? There are some problems, like showing Batman's origin again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I feel like Batman's origin was more of a side effect of this movie than a feature. Yeah, but the thing is, he, he, the thing is that they showed it again. And we've already seen it so much. Yeah, um, but but now, but what I really like about the way they did it in this movie, they showed that this is a uh, that this was a uh, consequence of these riots that are happening. Like Joker and himself still caused Batman to happen, and they're showing that it's not just some random thug on the street uh, robbing and shooting these people. There is now forever a link in this universe between Joker and Batman, and I feel trying, like that's trying to suppress <laughs> my rage right now. Uh, that this scene is in the movie, but also the, I think that the, I think the important thing about Batman is that Batman creates his villains. They re, they are a result of his actions, not society, not the system. It's Batman being a lunatic and running through the street, beating up poor, mentally ill people. Creates his villains, not the other way around. And I think if you lose that, like this movie did, you lose sight of why Batman is the true villain of his universe, and you. I think that's important. But you know what? This movie had its own decisions. So yeah, I, I put it on Joaquin Phoenix level. Okay. <laughs> Joker. Or I'm going to convert that to my system, which is 4.5 out of 5 stars. Okay. All right. <laughs> Wait, so so it's so it's Mark Hamill, then uh, Joaquin Phoenix, then Heath Ledger? No, it's Joaquin Phoenix, Mark Hamill, then Heath Ledger. Right? Okay. Okay. That's what right. I had it as, yeah. Yes. Okay. So Ben, yes, uh, I fucking love this movie. It's and yeah, what, what what I think is really interesting about this movie too is that it's in getting an incredibly mixed reception. And when I say that, it's not that a lot of people are saying eh, it's okay. It's either you love it or you really hate it. Very I, I, true. I haven't seen a lot of people just come out saying it's fine, it's okay. No, it's either this is incredible or that was dumb. This is stupid. But 
I'm on, I'm on the other side, man. I, I really love this movie. I was in love with it and how uncomfortable it was because that just felt true to Joker. So I love Joaquin Phoenix's performance and the little nuances he put into it. I really like how he was painted as empathetic at first, but then they didn't fully go through with it. And he crossed lines there that you're like, okay, I can't follow you here. And I just love the atmosphere of it. The cinematography was just gorgeous. Uh, I don't want to give it a full ledger, because I still think Ledger, as a Joker, is better than Joaquin Phoenix. So I'm gonna give it half. I'm gonna give it half Hamill, half Ledger. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, Ben, I just wanted to say real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Have you seen the score for this movie? There. Sixty-nine. Nice. Well, cur- <laughs> currently it is sixty-eight. <laughs> I am sorry to say, everyone. Uh, God damn it! But <laughs> that's the tomato meter for the critics. Do you know what an audience score is? It's like 90-something? 90%. Oh, wow. So pretty wide gap there. I think the audience might have more uh, awareness. Okay, so on the Rotten Tomatoes homepage, it has Joker at 69%, and on its page, it has it at 68%. Okay. So they know what they're doing. Yeah, they understand. (laughs) They got me to click. (laughs) They got your money, baby. Well, sort of. Uh, But yeah, Marcus, you want to go next, or you want me to handle it? Um... I'll go next. I'll go next. Mm-hmm. Oh man, between all the jokers. Oh, oh no. Okay, I I've got to give it a Joaquin. Like it's it's a really great telling of the Joker story, and I enjoy this perspective. Like it's it's really nice. It's it's something new to for something traditional, but I enjoy it. So it gets a solid Joaquin for me. Marcus gives it a whopping Joaquin. (laughs) (laughs) I will follow suit. Also a Joaquin because this movie, I loved it. I thought that it was uh, very watchable, very um, unsubtle. Didn't didn't try and and get it. See, the thing is, for all of its potential, all potential people who saw it beforehand saying, oh, this is like aping Scorsese or whatever. It really, it really sort of isn't, but, but in, in the sense that it is, okay, it's not as well made as a Scorsese film, but it doesn't need to be, because it's about the fucking Joker. Like, you don't have to be Scorsese to tell that story, right? So, yeah. I think that it uses some of those, like, imagery, that trappings or whatever, but it uses them in a very, like, low-class, populist way that I liked. And so, yeah, I thought Joker was fantastic, and I, I'll probably watch the shit again. This was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That was our review of Joker. Um, you can... What's next? We plug ourselves? What are we doing? I just want to point out real quick that this movie, by the way, is supposed to be the start of a new line of DC movies called DC Black. Yes. Which is... Uh, Interesting. Yeah. it's They're not about uh, Black Lightning and Jon Stewart. No, they're about yeah. um, dark... Uh, well, nope. They're about like uh, oh, the, oh, the, the evil... Uh, I guess DC comic book characters, but the new Harley Quinn movie is not part of it. It is because it, it's not because it's going to be PG thirteen. They're all going to be R rated. You got to make that little uh, distinction. I mean, yeah. I I didn't know that it was called DC Black. I thought they were going to do like a whole like Elseworld series with like a bunch of different alternate alternate history stories. But I'm just I'm just hyped for the animated Red Sun movie. Ooh, ooh, that's going to be great <laughs> in today's climate. Hell yeah, man! <laughs> Unironically, I'm laughing. Yeah, I think it's. I think it'll be great. That's what they they need. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Um, uh, but yeah. You, I'm Smith. Um, you can find me on Twitter at MCSurf. I'm Seth. You can find me on Letterboxd at Kanazeras. K-Y-N-A-Z-E-R-A-S. I'm Marcus. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Beaches. I am Ben. You can follow me on Twitter at TheBenPowell. You can also find me as well as Seth on Letterboxd at the Ben Powell. And also just a, just a little shameless plug here. Uh, uh, I do a wrestling podcast called Southern Smackdown, the podcast. It's me and my co-host Danny Waugh. We uh, sit down and discuss the weekly happenings in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, our newest episode should be up sometime Friday afternoon. Cause there was a lot of fucking shit that happened this past weekend. And we talked for about two hours about it. Dude, so I'm pissed. You should have had me on the episode. I'm pissed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can you believe what they did to Kofi Kingston? I know. I'm pissed about it, but that's yeah. for another day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's been our review. That's it. We're done. We don't do any extra shit on the outro of this, so. That's right. Stay moist. Out. Stay moist. <laughs> Out. If you wish. <laughs>